Hello, I'm Harry Stakini, and you are listening to the Staff Room Podcast, the show where each week I share anonymous stories from teachers who are overworked, underpaid, and close to a mental breakdown. So think of it as teacher therapy, as they remind us of all the troublemakers, class clowns, and the flat-out criminals we all remember from school. So join me and my guests and hear what your teachers really have to say. episode number 15 of the staff room podcast how's it going everyone hope you're well um i'm in isolation for the fourth time um which is i don't know if anyone can beat that maybe maybe someone's had a fifth but the fourth time in isolation sadly my, my girlfriend has covid uh thankfully she's fine you know she's absolutely fine uh we're both just you know just around each other on top of each other uh and not in the way you want to be you know what i mean um <laughs> no one is me all disappointed about isolation than the dog i mean this is the the third time he's been in isolation with me um and it's just you know, the fact the fact we, we can't leave the house you know he's disappointed he's not going for walks and it's um it's quite tense you know his mood is low he's currently sat next to me on the sofa and he has a face like a smacked ass um because you know, dogs are dog dogs are very emotional creatures, aren't they? That's what I'm learning. You gotta, you know, realise I, I came from a household of cats, right? I wasn't raised by them, my mum just had a few. Um, and uh yeah, I, I, cats are cats are very independent. They just they just go where they want, you know, they don't really need you, you know. But you know, that's 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 kind of them down to a T. I think if you could lick parts of your body that they can, would you need anyone else? I don't think so. Um, so the cats are very independent as a dog does need you. You can't, you would never walk a cat. Maybe you do. Maybe you're a sociopath. I don't know. Um, but a dog, there's a very close relationship with them. And, uh, at this moment in time, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's fuming. He's absolutely fuming. We're, uh, we're playing fetch in the garden most of the time. Um, sometimes up and down the stairs, we're feeling exciting. He did break his leg when he was four months old, so we're, we're we, you know we're trying to make sure that doesn't happen again. But you know he's got to get his, get his kicks somewhere. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'd be worse isolating with a cat. I don't know. Maybe they'd be like really snooty of you. You know, <laughs> almost like okay, well you're ill. Okay, well I'm going out. You certainly can play fetch with a cat. That's that's one hundred percent sure. I mean, if you if you threw a ball expecting a cat to go and get it they would just roll their eyes look at you and be like one doesn't play a fetch darling as a dog that is that for them is like that's a dog's netflix playing catch just over and over and over again just like let's just do another season come on throw it but yeah i'll get out of isolation soon and um 18th i believe next friday i can go i can go back to work and i can go back to gigging um but yeah until then, we're both going to be in the house and uh, around each other. But other than that, I am all right. And uh, I've got a great story to share with you today. It is coming from a teacher who um, has ended up becoming a football manager of the Year 9 team, Year 9 boys team, I believe. And uh, it's got a little bit of everything in it, this episode. You know, it talks it's little anecdotes from their man management style of when they were, when they were working as the manager. Uh, some of the highlights, some of the lows. It's got a little bit of everything, as I said. Uh, definitely a bit of a blast for the past for me as well. Took me down memory lane when uh, I think of my footballing days as a child, um, which I miss tremendously, you know, because I'm, I'm 26 now and the only time I get to play football properly is with year six. Um, 
And don't get me wrong, like I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm, I'm the top goal scorer in key stage two. Um, I've not lost a header all term. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really do miss my footballing days as a kid. So it's quite nice to uh, have this story and be able to take that trip down memory lane because you'll find out within the episode that essentially when I was a kid uh, and, you know, playing football, my dad was an absolute psychopath, right? And um, you'll just hear about that within the episode. So, you know, look forward to me opening the lid on some uh, childhood trauma that I now look back on and God, that's definitely given me a thick skin in life. But yeah, you'll hear about that. <laughs> and uh, my guest for today is Josh Pugh, who perfectly suited for this story. Uh, not only is he a fantastic comedian, he's also an England national team futsal player, uh, which is essentially a fancy word for indoor football. And uh, yeah, buzzing to have him on the show. I thought this would be great, get his insight, you know, a professional here, right? Someone that's played at a very decent standard. And he's also a very, very good comedian because me and Josh started, I want to say within maybe a year or two of each other. Um, but yeah, when he when he first started, he was collecting awards left, right and centre. Um, he won the English Comedian of the Year Award. And uh, as a result of that, got to go and perform in Australia, doing his, uh, doing his stand-up out there. But yeah, really, really excited to have him on the show. And if you're not familiar with who Josh is, uh, you can I'll definitely have a Google of him. I would say check him out on Twitter, right? He's at Josh Pugh Comic. Uh, definitely go and check him out. His Twitter videos are great. And uh, they're just, how do I explain it? They're like the little moments that you see in everyday life that he then embodies as a character and just puts it out on Twitter. Like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not selling this very well, but... Go and check out his Twitter feed. They're very, very funny. Um, I will put it in the show notes as well in case I've got his Twitter hashtag wrong there, but definitely worth checking out. Uh, really, really good to have Josh on the show. We had we had a great old chat here. Dived into his school days, which, as you know, I find that stuff really interesting because, uh, you know, different for everyone, but at the same time, very universal because we've all been to school, um, unless you were homeschooled. And in that case, uh, I don't know, yeah, Sorry for you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, very, very good chatting to him. Uh, we, I say we dived into his school days, um, spoke a little about the fact he uh, suffered with some sight loss, Josh, and he talks about that within the episode and how he dealt with it when he was at school. Um, we also talk about Josh's coaching days uh, when he was working with a young boys team and how he openly had a favourite and used to mention it to all the other lads to try and improve their game and raise their attitude. Um, so you'll hear about that within the episode. Interesting to hear Josh's management style. Also, as well, he does tell uh, tell a little story about the time he met England manager Gareth Southgate. Um, really nice one today. I'd probably say it's the most heartfelt episode we've had of the series, you know, because, uh, you know, we both enjoy football. You can definitely hear that in the conversation. And, uh, you know, I get a lot off my chest. If you've ever seen me do stand-up, you know I talk about uh, my dad quite frequently, but um, I imagine that you probably not heard the extent of uh, my footballing uh, footballing days with um, my dad, a.k.a. Capello, on the sidelines. Um, but yeah, it definitely made for a great episode and Josh was a fantastic guest. And the teacher that sent the story in, perfect, because you set up what I feel is like uh, a great episode. So without further ado, we will get cracking. This is me, Josh Pugh, and a year nine football coach who has no idea what they're doing. Enjoy. <laughs> My wife works in a school. She's um, she's, and she says so much of it is just like work avoidance, uh, and and the kids right. the kids clock on if you know the, the clock on to the ones that get taken out for extra support because they're kicking off. 
Kid, kid, yeah, kids yeah. aren't daft. They'll just kick off to go out, go for a, a game of rounders or whatever you get to do. But it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it, I think it's it is true. What what? Sorry, mate. So, hang on. So is your is is it's Lucinda, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right, Lucinda. Yeah, yeah. Is she, um, is she a teacher then? She's a teaching assistant, but she similar to you. She kind of has the, the challenging ones, the, the right, ones that okay. kind of have um, a is it an EHCP? Is that the words? Yeah, EHCP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what it stands for, but um, if you've got one of them, it's like the golden ticket. You can take Play-Doh into the <laughs> <sense. laughs> Yeah, that's what you want to get your hands on. Um, but yeah, how long has she been doing that? She's done it. She used to work in a nursery before, and that that's hard graft, you know, in a nursery. It's oh, kind mate, of, yeah. it, the, no. the, the money's rubbish. It's long hours. Um, it is. It's, it's The pay is shit, and the hours, like... At school, you at least finish at three, but nurseries, it's like half five. Yeah, and it start um, can start earlier as well because obviously it's just it's yeah, literally just childcare. And then she maybe she's done so, this for about three or four years, and she she likes it to be fair. She likes the holidays, but but I don't know. You'll probably get this, but when the when the terms come to an end, she's ready for the break. Do you know what I mean? She's she's yeah. knackered. Yeah, I think um, I think people, especially over like the COVID period, have definitely got a bit more of appreciation for like the type of shit teachers and like staff within schools have to deal with yeah because you know you'd be so surprised the amount of parents that believe their child is exactly the same at home as they are in school yeah and you're just like it's just not the case you know um even like the the most well-behaved ones um in the class like are going to be different yeah than what they are at home definitely um i am when you've got a kid who's like you know i had a kid a few weeks ago threatened to stab me up with a pair of scissors you know what i mean and it's like well, if he, is he doing that at home? No. It's like, well, <laughs> you know, well, he's a different kid than any, so you've, you've got to work on his behaviour. Yeah, agreed. I, I, don't know, when... I used to do a kids' football team. We used to do a junior football team. We used to coach them. All right. And um, you'd have lads, and they were so into it, and they were so well-behaved, but it's because they were doing something they loved. But then, yeah. if, you put the, if, if, you know, if you put them in something that they weren't into, if you put them into a math lesson or an English lesson, they'd just... Look, there, uh, there it would be unrecognisable. Yeah. Well, what what year group is that you were coaching? So I had them from like, I had them from under sevens till under twelves. So from basically year three to they went to year seven. That's all right. Yeah, it was and this great. Is like on, a, uh, on like a Saturday type thing. Yeah, you said we had, you used to train on a Tuesday and then matches would be on a Saturday. Uh, great, great, love, lovely kids, and actually, a lot of them now have just turning eighteen. So I've, I've seen them about. If I go for a drink in the town, I, I see them about. <laughs> and uh, but they're all they're all lovely lads. Do you know what I mean, none of them are in twenty anything they shouldn't be into. They're all yeah. yeah. I'm not saying it's all done. I'm not saying I'm Coach Carter, mate. But you know they've turned out all right. <laughs> Coach Carter in the Midlands. Yeah. If you watch that um, um, last chance, you on. Um, do you know? Netflix. I haven't, but I've seen I've seen it um, pop up on like my suggested feed. Yeah, um, the basketball it looks very, one. Um, yeah, especially um, doing what what you do. Watch that, and you're the, the guy's called Coach John Mosley, and right. it's about um, kids that are about to go look the last chance to get a scholarship, basically. And he's okay. like pushing them hard. He's like, you know, teaching them about life. It's 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 wicked, man. I'll give it a go because do you know what I think I think sport is very very good for like teaching kids many lessons and many games within games if that makes yeah, sense yeah definitely you know? um, without getting all you know too spiritual but like effectively like life's a game you know you're playing it at many different levels yeah. and uh, at different speeds and you know at, at different turnings and all the rest of it yeah. and when you do find a kid who is a bit um, 
off the rails or just a bit lost. Like most of the kids I work with just need a level of positivity in their life. Yes, and, yeah. um, like for instance, there was one lad who only worked with briefly, but this was in a pro and he used to come out, the, he used to come out the classroom. Uh, a pro is like a pupil referral yeah, unit by yeah. the way. So like, um, they send all the naughty kids there. Um, but this kid, you would come out the classroom and because you couldn't get out of the corridors because it was all like key carded and locked, he would just sprint like 30 metre dashes nonstop and he was so fast. Um, yeah. And I just, uh, yeah, like lightning. Um, and I just said to him, uh, I was like, you're really, really fast at running, you know, just trying to diffuse the situation. And just dead plainly, he was like, yeah, well, I run all the time from the police. And I, Im immediately I was like, that's not a normal thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he viewed the chase as a gym membership. Um, but for him... <laughs> After that, I was like, I said, maybe you should think about doing athletics. And um, he just, he'd never heard it before. Like it had just not even been suggested. Yeah, um, yeah. And he looked at me like what, like, what do you mean? It was like, you know, track and field, like 100 meters, two, like, yeah, athletics. Um, and it was like, oh, right. And he's, you see his like eyes just kind of widen to go, there's, there's more to, you know, the world than what I already think there is. Yeah, it's, oh, it's like, um, it's that realisation that their super strength exists outside of the curriculum because that can happen yeah you yeah know, the, the, the yeah, curriculum 100%. if you're not you might not be good at maths english science re you, but you might be brilliant at something that just isn't yeah you know what i mean it's yeah, no. you just and it's about finding that isn't it, i suppose yeah, no, well, um, uh, Freddie Quinn made a point of that on uh, episode four. It was like, school's really good for testing your recall ability. Yeah. But when you've got different le different levels of intelligence, whether you're quite practical, hands-on, yeah. uh, or you've just, you know, you've got that, like, uh, entrepreneurship in you where you can just make something from nothing. Yeah. Um, that's not necessarily, you know, there's no lessons on that in school yeah, yeah. anyway. Um, but that, well, that's where you I, have I'd... to use their, I mean, I've, I speak like somebody who knows anything, but that's where you have to use their <laughs> things. So if this thing is running, well, you need to work out your PBs, so you need maths. You need to yeah. get yourself to these races, so you need IT. You need, you know, you need to see so everything feeds in. Everything yeah, can yeah, feed yeah, whether it that. be like, yeah, like bits and bits and bobs of it. But I get what you mean. You're trying to, like, make it personal to them in a way that's interesting and engaging because then if that falls in line, everything else does behind it. Yeah. Um, but... The I'll give you a bit of context, right? Because I don't know if you've listened to any of the episodes, and it's fine if you haven't. Um, but the the long and short of it is, it's like it's not really a parents' evening this podcast. So uh, you're going to probably hear things from a teacher that you wouldn't normally hear because all the stories are anonymous. So a little bit of context for the story before we get into it, right? Um, <laughs> it's coming from a secondary school uh, football coach, okay, who worked with a year nine group of lads. Uh, yet their expertise within football are uh, pretty much non-existent, right? Uh, and this story kind of features a few of their uh, management, uh, you know, career highlights, so to speak. Um, so I thought perfect to get you on because I know, um, you know, I know you you play football at a decent standard, haven't you? Yeah, I play. I've always played football, man, and I, I still um, still play as much as I can. And at school, you, go on, mate. No, go at school. Were you were you playing then? Yeah, I played played at school. Played for the school. Uh, interestingly, our our school was we didn't have a. I don't know what was going on in my school really. We, we didn't have a PE teacher really. We didn't really have a maths teacher. One one of the lads, one of our mates who couldn't really play football, just ran the team. Right. Okay. So a student ran the it's team. A student ran the team. Yeah. Right, okay, and that was fine. It was, like. it was, it was because he wouldn't have had a team out. So I don't, I don't know what was going on. I th I th I'm not sure if our teacher was into hockey. 
Right. So, did that did that student get any perks like, you know, entry to the staff room? Or like, no, he was still very space. much there. <laughs> but interestingly, he, he so the, the lads still have like a Sunday league team. We're all getting a bit older now. And he is the line he's a designated linesman every every week. So he's he, right, he's kind right. of carried on that being involved but not on the peripheries, you know what I mean? He, and he just cheat. Yeah, yeah. His thing is to go for we can just cheat and try and get an advantage for the team, you know. His is not a fan of VAR. You know what I mean? No, nah, he's <laughs> not. That, if that comes in, he's he's ruined, mate. If you're five yards onside, you're offside. That's that's his uh, approach <laughs> to the opposition. Just, yeah, interesting guy. So, when you were playing at school, what were you centre half? I was very little at school, so I was right it's back or right wing. I, Right, yeah, okay. I was small. Um, I was kind of. I'm like an. I'm an August, late August birthday. Oh right, I'm at August eighth. Yeah, mate. See, we're the same. You're quite kind of quite small and at school. <laughs> uh, no, I was. Um, I was like average height, really. Yeah. Um, I was chubbier. I had a bit more timber on me. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, I used to play left wing, but I had no pace, like zero pace playing football. But I could cross a ball and head a ball. Um, so my tactic was to like whip it in between halfway line and eighteen yard box. Beckham, whether there was someone in the box or not, you know what I mean. It was yeah. a it was a danger ball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, my my footballing ability was I could do a job, but like my dad was very gifted at football. Played for like Manchester school boys and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which his, which his in Manchester that's that's hard, isn't it? In Manchester, that's not like you yeah. can play for where, where I live. You can play for the district and not be very good. Whereas in Manchester. Everyone, yeah. like everyone's automatically better at football. Yeah, he, he, but then I think because I was not at the standard he was at, that was always a bit of a like, a, you know, uh, there was a few sighs <laughs> on the drive home yeah. from matches. Yeah. Like, oh, it's not quite there. But like my cousin um, was at City for a, um, until he was about, I think, 17. Yeah. And he was at Sheffield Wednesday and then he was at Motherwell. Um, so there's there are gifted football players in our family. Um, I am uh, I'm someone that'll do a job, but you wouldn't trust me on a free kick. But that's uh, <laughs> that's not actually bad, you know. You know, for, for the that's probably quite healthy for yours and your dad's relationship. It just takes it out the equation. Like if you were really decent as a kid, it automatically <laughs> you get into this. He's pushing you. Does it? Is it you? Is it him that wants it? Whereas when that's off the table, it's just okay. This is just something we can both enjoy. Oh well. I'll I'll t- I'll talk about that more within the episode because it was not that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, before we get into the story, like you know, you mentioned you play football at school. Um, I I always enjoy trying to find out from the guests like what the school days were like, right? Yeah. Um, so I I want to take just a bit of a punt, okay? I reckon you were uh probably middle of the road at school, right? Um, I reckon you weren't a gobshite at all. I don't think you would have been any trouble. Um, and uh, probably very likable. Yeah, I'm, you're probably not wrong there, Harry. I was kind of um, a floater. That's I three could, for three I've had with guests, mate. I'm I, I could kind of, I could kind of get in with any group really. There was like the really hard right. kids who would never give me any trouble. There was the sporty kids who I was kind of with them the most. There was like the you get your goths and your emos. I was kind of and the music people that into music. I kind of I could be with it. I, yeah, I was kind of like a um, bit of a chameleon really. Every man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But also, I find because I was, if I ever did anything bad, the teachers were almost more gutted. They took it more personally okay. if I'd done something wrong. Yeah, yeah. 
like, oh, Josh, now you thought you were one of the, you thought you were good and now you've been a, a little fucker today. <laughs> was it was it rough your school though? Was it all right? Yeah, it was, it was quite quite rough. Not um, I it, not nothing like knives or anything like that. But it was it was um, just just a bit shit. <laughs> right, okay. Just, like, just about not enough textbooks or okay, the facilities yeah, were the poor. Yeah, rather than you know, it wasn't somewhere you'd ever you know. It's not like a dangerous school. There'd be some stuff that happened and whatever, but not like. God, I would never send my kids there. It's just needed funding. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah, not yeah. very good. So you you like knew where the line was with teachers. You didn't never you know never tell the teachers to fuck off. No, and that's um, speaking about like, comedy and stuff. I think that's what being a comedian is. It's knowing where the line is. It's pl- uh, it, it, yeah. it's playing the room. It's knowing I can get away with this, and I'm still on the right side of what's acceptable. And the closer yeah, well, you can get to it without going over it the better it is, do you know what I mean? And you can push yeah. it more because I've been like, because I've come into this classroom, this is like like a set, if I've been coming to the classroom, I'm likeable for the first 10 minutes, I can start pushing my luck a bit and whereas you, 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 right you, you. you come in, you be here, you start hammering the audience straight away, Nobody, nobody's going to take to it. So it's just, <laughs> I just relate everything to comedy, but yeah, I think there's, a, I think there's something in that. Um, last night I was doing a gig and, uh, I crossed that line for five minutes of material and refused. I was like, I'm doubling down. I'm getting through this bit. And uh, by the end of the five minutes, uh, this this girl was sat second row. And I looked at her and I said, do you want me to stop talking about what I'm talking about? And she just she just nodded silently. Oh, dear. <laughs> I was like, okay, um, for another room. But like, I tried the piece of material elsewhere and it murdered, like it did really well. Yeah. And then I tried it last night and I was like, I didn't know if the joke worked or didn't work, you know, yeah. I've only had two reactions and they were so, so different. Um, that's a, yeah, that's, that's really that's hard a, when you got a, a bit like that, isn't it? That's so hard. Yeah. But, um, so school days were good. They weren't an issue or anything like that. No, I quite, I quite liked it. I was, um, yeah, I did, I did quite like school. My, um, a bit different with my, my eyesight started getting really bad when I was like 15, 16. So, right, okay. So I couldn't really access I couldn't really access anything. I couldn't access textbooks or what was on the board. So I was I was a bit of a fucker then actually. I was a bit that I was a bit naughty then, rather than accept help from somebody or admit I couldn't yeah, yeah. I wasn't I was struggling, I was just I made out I wasn't interested and was a bit rebellious then. Yeah, that was your way of dealing with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that, that's how a lot of fifteen, six year old year old lads deal with a lot of things, unfortunately. Yeah, and then if it gets to their 30s and the 40s, good chances are they're going to be married a few times, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know, agreed, agreed. But um, um, yeah, my, my school was sat, I had one or two brilliant teachers, like really, really top teachers. We had, um, we had a, a maths teacher that came, we didn't have a maths teacher until year 10 at my school. We had like, we had substitute wow. maths teachers until like year 10. And this substitute guy came like in. Every day, like a every new day, teacher yeah. every day. Yeah, like, to, honestly, so poor. Um, but we had this guy coming in year 10 mate, and he was he was incredible he was the, the best and I hate maths so I'm not good at maths but he was yeah, yeah. he was superb he was absolutely brilliant Mr Hammond his name was brilliant so it, what, what like what made him stand out just his style he was like he was a geek do you know what I mean he, he was a geek he wasn't like cool coming in sitting like on his sitting on a chair he'd turn around so arms up on the back of yeah, it yeah. it was <laughs> it was a it was just 
brilliant. And he just made it feel easy. You know, that's good. Yeah, he, that's good. he was so good, man. When you've got a good teacher, it's like really easy to buzz off. And and as you say, like the, the lessons that are, are dull become interesting. But at the same time, I think it's not the lesson that's interesting. It's the person that's interesting. Yeah. And by default, you know, that kind of overspills. Because having worked in a few schools, I've I worked with some teachers where I go, I can't understand why you're actually in a school because it seems like there's, there's zero uh, enthusiasm coming out of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's the personality. Um, that's what you can't teach, isn't it? You can't. You can't curate someone's personality, unfortunately. My my little brother's doing A-level maths at the moment and he's finding it so hard. Like, he's decent at maths, but A-level is a different level at at maths. So to find a good maths teacher, you need somebody who is that level at maths, like superb at maths, has got enough charisma to sell it and three, wants to do it. Oh, yeah. So so the pool of people, it must be tiny. Yeah, if I think if I'd even attempted A level maths, my head would have exploded. Yeah. Um, my GCSE maths revision, we had a guy called Mr. Langevel, who was um, a South African teacher, and he would mix in the lesson with talking about when he was he was a black guy and he lived in South Africa through apartheid. And he was like, so we'll do a bit of Pythagoras and then I'll tell you about when I was in a riot and petrol bombed the shop. And I was like, brilliant. You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, it kept us engaged, but um, I suppose we didn't get through all the work. Um, but that was his way of going, this is a very low ability, low attention span classroom. So, um, you know, I'll, uh, I'll throw in some mixed martial arts and fractions and we'll get through. Yeah. <laughs> what, what were you, Harry, at school? Were you... Um... Were you decent or were you? I was, mate, I was, I was, uh, low ability, right? Okay. But like I had, I had work ethic, right? And that was purely because like there was no half arse in it in my family at all, right? There was like zero excuse. And it kind of, I'll, I'll explain later about the football as well, but, um, you just had to try, right? That was it. No matter how good or bad you were, just try. Yeah. Uh, and I think it served me quite well because as I've got older, like I did well in my GCSEs, I got five Bs, four Cs and one D. When That's I was predicted, brilliant. like, total garbage. I was basically told there's no chance he's going to go to uni. He needs to do something with his hands. Like, he's not academic. Um, and then, I don't know, I just I, I, I just kept trying and eventually it clicked. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, I, I don't think I was... I wasn't stupid or anything like that. Yeah, um, but I think just... alongside that, Harry, you actually need, you need some level of self-belief alongside that work yeah. ethic. Do you know what I mean? You, you, I think you, you have to believe you can do it. You must. I'm sort of a believer. I'm finding this hard, but it is within. I can't. It's not beyond me. Well, yeah. But my approach was was like, well, if I don't do anything, then I'm just going to stagnate, and that was like a terrifying, terrifying thought mm. to just think. I, like cause I, I knew I wanted to move away. I knew I wanted. I had like an idea of what I wanted to do when I was older. I didn't think it was going to be comedy, but. Um, I just, I knew and was told, like, if you work hard, you give yourself options. And if you've got options, you can go and do whatever you want, really. Um, because, you know, my, my dad came from a proper shite background and, um, you know, he, he did really well to get himself to where he was. But um, he was just like, essentially, if you want to do well in life, you've got to knuckle down. Um, yeah. And it doesn't guarantee it, but, you know, you've got more chance than someone that's um, half ass in it. And I think that's why now when I work with kids that, I'll say to him from the get-go, I can't push someone that doesn't want to move, right? So if you don't want to do it, tell me now because I'm not going to bother. Um, but if you want to give it a crack, I'll help you. Yeah. Um, 
because when people are bitching and moaning and going, oh, this is really hard, but they're not doing anything about it, that's when I have a problem and I just go like, well, you know, carry on being frustrated and angry for the next five, six years. And yeah. just, you know, eventually you'll click and go, ah, that was a total waste of time, but I'm not going to sit here every day and um, try and, you know, massage your ego um, into a, a position that makes you want to work. Because there's a kid sat over the other side of the classroom who's got you know, the ability is so low, but they're actually giving it a crack. And I just think, well, yeah, I'll, I'll go Man, out I feel there, absolutely you know. pumped listening to this, genuinely. Uh, <laughs> I, feel inspired, I feel ready to go. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go <laughs> BBC Bite Size right now as soon as we finish this. <laughs> I know, yeah. Is that been, still uh, going, quite, BBC uh, Bite Size? It is, mate. Yeah, yeah. It pops up in a few lessons, um, which is... Uh, I never really used it as a kid, but... Yeah, um, I, um, I, th- I, used to, I, I used to go on that because you get the people... A lot of girls in my class used to do it. Like they'd, they'd keep color co- they'd spend an hour color coding a revision timetable, but they're not actually doing any of it. Like just what what do you know? What don't you know? And trying and... well, yeah. When I, well, I, I, before I get into this, right? Before I get into the story, I just is it uh, futsal you play now? Futsal, yeah. Futsal, yeah. right? And this is I'd like I've definitely seen you in an England jersey. Unless it's you and your mates getting together, yeah, and all yeah, deciding yeah. we're going to wear England strips. Yeah. Um, how did you get into the, the England side for futsal? So I played for the England party started futsal team, and I used to I've played for England futsal as well. Um, and so I, I mentioned my side earlier. I was always a good I was a good player really as, as a kid. But looking back now, the stuff in my eyes started earlier than that. So right. I remember when it going, went to eleven. Like I was small side of football I was really good, and like when it got when it went to eleven side, I wasn't. As, I was still like a good, but I wasn't as good. Then eventually, I just kind Is of. This because like seeing things from a distance. Stuff yeah, like but that. I didn't really know that was what was going on. And obviously, when you're growing, you put it down to oh, Josh hasn't grown yet, or he's in a bit of a a phase where he's yeah. a bit. Tr- and um. And so yeah, as I, as I got older, um, but basically the the FA kind of. Heard it, heard about me basically because there's not there's not lots of players that play and have got low vision. Um, so when one comes up, they kind of get you and kind of bring you in. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So a lot of the lads we've got, they've either been professional and have had some kind of accident. We've got we had one lad who got acid chucked in his eye when he was he was play for Newcastle, and then um, there's another lad at Peterborough at the minute who's kind of banged his had a brain thing. Anyway. So yeah, but you, they basically find you. There's like things in place to, like, it's yeah, like yeah, the it's, Matrix. Yeah. You know what I mean? They come in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've, I've played for about ten years. About ten years now. That's the. Um, yeah, it's it's a brilliant experience. Great experience. I actually opened. We had a new talk about the facilities at my school. There was um, I had a new astroturf built. And I actually opened, cut the ribbon on it on the astroturf. <laughs> All these kids thinking, "Who's this?" In the, England tracksuit. Who's this prick? He's <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. Jack Green. Did he make Gareth Southgate's Euro squad? Uh, yeah, mate. <laughs> f- funny, actually, Gareth Southgate. Our, our old manager in England, Graham Keeley, he's like high up at the FA. Like he got his helps basically design the the badges, the, the coaching courses. And Gareth right, okay. Southgate was doing his uh, A license, and he was tutoring him. And before we flew to a tournament, once Gareth Southgate came in to meet the lads. Um, and because I, I, I generally thought he was a waiter for, in the hotel because he had like a waistcoat on. <laughs> yeah. And at, at a distance, unless you unless you say if I'm stood at a distance, unless you say this is Gareth Southgate, 
yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna know it's like, Southgate. So he's just stood with a guy. Find Stella, please, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mate, can you get some bread rolls, please? But yeah. <laughs> but he, he was a really nice guy, Gareth Southgate. Really good guy. That's ace, man. Yeah. That's it. I feel like you're going to relate a lot to this story because, um, albeit it's uh, you know school level, um, <laughs> I've been trying to pair the pair the stories up with the guests. So football, football's for you. Um, Lovely. If anything jumps out to you as I read this out, feel free to jump in at any point. Okay, and this right? is a real story. Um, this this one, re- real story, all anonymous. So. Um, uh, I just know the fact that the member of staff that sent it in is a man, right? That's all okay. I know. Um, they've not mentioned where the school is. So, um, yeah, uh, I'll, uh, I'll get cracking. It is a bit of a long one, but, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll get through it. All right? Ready? Sweet. Uh, here we go. So, hello, the staff room. I've been teaching a year and thought that in order to develop my relationships with some of the lads that I taught, as well as those in my form group, that I should start going to football matches after school. I had taken up a year nine class in my first year of teaching and they were a bit of a struggle. Year nine is that difficult second album where they're not quite lower school anymore, but still not allowed to sit at the back of the bus or push to the very front of the dinner queue without the danger of being lamped by a year 11 with a gym membership. Also, uh, (laughs) also, uh, one of my form class students had earwigged me having a conversation about them to another member of staff and heard me calling them a nightmare. It had gotten back to the form and they weren't very happy, but I wasn't too bothered as most of them were nasty little posh oinks. Right, so they've not mentioned where the where the school is, but um, I feel like it's in a very affluent. I'm feeling southerners straight away, Harry. To be honest, southerners. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you can see the postcode. Um, right. Anyway, fast forward a few weeks and I'm shivering my ass off on the sidelines as the team were getting fucking battered. Now, it doesn't matter how shit the team are. Staff are compelled to shout encouraging things at them and I reveled in this. Now, this is a bit when you said about like my dad and me at football. That was a memo that my dad never got, okay? Um, <laughs> because, like, from the age of nine, I was spoken to like a 45-year-old man, yeah. okay? Um, so when I played football, I have very vivid memories. Um, one that springs to mind, first off, was I must have been must have been about 10, right? And I'm running down the sideline. As I say, I wasn't very fast, right? I used to cross the ball from the halfway line. <laughs> um, and my dad shouted, don't run too fast, Harry. You might actually catch up with the ball, Right? And um, I remember hearing parents laugh on our team and the opposition's <laughs> team, <laughs> and just thinking, "Okay, like this is this is horrendous." Um, and there were times when my dad was always honest with me when I played football. So if I played bad, uh, I knew about it, right? Um, or if, like, even if we, I don't know, we won two 0 but I still played bad, I knew about it. So I, I respected the honesty. Yeah. Um, but when you know the manager might be like, "All right, lads, you know, let's just give it another go, second half." Um, me dad had like pulled me aside and go, that was bollocks, right? That was absolutely shite. You've got to get your head on this, right? Because otherwise I'm going to get you playing netball. Okay, right, we'll get your skirt fitted after this. <laughs> so I'd wipe the tears away and then head back on the pitch. Um, so <laughs> football was uh, was great and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, it definitely helped me develop a thick skin as I, uh, as I got older. I know that's not how you'd advise, but it, you make you want to please them. I bet you really wanted. Mm-hmm. I bet you really wanted to do it, and I, I bet it. You did. I bet it did get more out of you. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I. I responded to it definitely. Yeah. Like it wasn't. I wasn't um, a timid kid. Yeah. Um, the, you know, there were times where I think I would. I, I'd get upset more than anything because of the fact 
I was getting frustrated, right? Mm. Um, and then when if I, then so say if like I'd had a bollocking, right, and then I had a, a really good twenty minutes after that, my dad would be like, "See, see, I, yeah, I knew, yeah, I knew yeah. you had it in you." Um, and like that's what I mean. I, I respected his honesty because. He'd always say to me, like, I'm not going to lie to you. So, you know, if you got wallop 4-0, you can't say to someone you played well, can mm. you really? No. Um, so when the manager would say that, he'd be like, you, you got twatted 4-0. You know what I mean? It's like, I know you're not sitting in the front of the car, sit in the back. Yeah. No McDonald's <laughs> um, for you. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. No yeah. McDonald's for you. But um, I, when I got to about, uh, I don't know, 14, 15, um, like me and my dad have a very good relationship, but I remember one time I was running down the wing and he's just like fucking yap, yap, yapping me here. And I just turned around. I went, just shut the fuck up, will you? And he didn't speak to me for three weeks, right? Only when uh, we went to football, right? Just didn't speak to me for three yeah. weeks. And then uh, on the third week, on the Saturday, I was like, I was like, you've not said a word. Like, what, what's going on? He said, well, you told me to shut the fuck up three weeks ago. <laughs> I was like, you child. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's like in a nutshell, yeah. uh, my football experience. <laughs> um, that's the worst yeah. feeling isn't it, when you're a kid, when you're frustrated, you, you, you're, frust- you're, you're angry and you, you cry, you're, you're crying. You don't know why you're crying. It's frustration. You don't know what the emotion is. Oh, mate. I, yeah. I, I, I never forget I was at, when I was at really little school, it's the first time I'd ever seen an adult get it wrong. And it was like, right. it, my eyes just opened up to the world, like in that moment. It's just a, such a small thing. On a table, um, there was a pee in the middle of the table, and this lad went to get the pee and put it on his plate. As his arms stretched out, the teacher comes around the corner and says, you're flicking peas, goes mad. He's like, no, 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 I wasn't. And his face, it was like a injustice and like frustration. Mm. And I was like, no, he what, he what? And it was like, it's such a small moment, but also a massive moment. I'd seen an adult get it wrong. I'd seen, and yeah, yeah. he was genuine. What he was saying, it wasn't doing it. It's was like, um, it's it like, did it's did, like, did your alibi help him? No, I wasn't credible. <laughs> I think I had actually been flicking peas earlier. Arthur, I don't think I was. But that was like, um, <laughs> he was like my Andy Dufresne in that moment. He was like, he's an, I'd seen someone innocent being. <laughs> Told off, yeah. First time you saw him walk, walk into Shawshank Primary. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Like... But do you know what I mean? It's that, that moment, like, I saw an adult. Adults, they're in charge. They know everything. But I've just... Yeah, yeah. But they've got it wrong. And it's like it just blew everything open to me. Yeah, well, I think when you're a kid, you look at an adult as a very 2D, flat image, you know. Yeah. And as you get older and you realise, like I did anyway, especially with like parents and whatnot, like, oh, there's 3D, like there's flaws and, you know, mistakes and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but you know when when you're running down the wing and you've got Capello on the sideline <laughs> yeah. going mad at you, uh, you just like God. I really hope we beat Leighton Buzzard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, how good does it feel though when um, someone else's parents cheer for you? To me, that, uh, that, yeah. that to me felt as good as my own parents. I know that's what yeah, says um, more about me. I'm one to impress someone else's mum and dad rather than my own. But my mum and no. dad are very chilled. You know, they've never. They would never shout at the soldier, I don't think. Oh, well, yeah, my, my dad was like every coach's worst nightmare. Yeah. Right? Um, I, my football coach actually said to me after one training session, this was when I was about 15, no, 13. Um, he was, he was I, basically, he was like, Harry, just come here for a second. He said, um, I, I, in, in, basically, I just don't like the way your dad talks to you, right? Um, and I was like, you know, I was like, he's fine. Like, he's yeah. absolutely fine. I was almost puzzled at the fact he pulled me aside. So I then got back from training and uh, my dad was like, I was training. 
And I was like, it's all right. I said, um, mind you though, Frank did mention something to me. And then uh, my dad was like, right, get in the car now. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember uh, we didn't actually drive in down that day, but the next day at the match, um, my dad had a word with Frank. Yeah. And uh, my dad was a passionate man, right? But essentially um, he basically just said to me, he was like, I've raised four kids, mate. Like, don't tell me how to raise my kids. You know, yeah. if they're getting twatted 4-0, he's not played well. I'll tell him, right? I'm not going to lie to him. Um, and that's what I mean. Like, I respected that because it's like, I don't know, like if, if for the ones that are playing really well and then you're crediting someone, it's like handing out a sixth place ribbon, mm. right? It doesn't do anyone any favours who finish first or second because they're like, fucking hell, you've got to finish sixth and you still get one. Um, so, you know, I'd ra- I, in my opinion, I'd rather go without any praise if it's not warranted than get something and it feel phony. Um yeah, I, you know, I, I can I can say that, and then when you because I I um, when you get it, then it feel you know it's genuine. I suppose that's that's, that's the thing, I mean. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's like when the lads I've worked with, when they fuck up, I'll tell them. Yeah, like, it's not like I lose me lid, but I just be like, you're in the wrong. Yeah, but when you give them praise, I make sure I double down on that, and it's like you know spot on today, or like that was really good. You got to realize how you know you manage that situation way better than you have in the past. Yeah, that's um, the one, isn't it? Six you know, six months ago, you would yeah. have put a table through a window, whereas today, yeah, exactly. Just picked a chair up and then put it's it like, back down again. So it's no, I mean, that, but yeah, that is progress. That is exactly yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But that's the chair didn't go as far today, so we're happy about so that. So, what, so that, what we're talking about there is exactly what you just said about the the ribbon, isn't it? Because it kind of contradicts because you're kind of praising that that kid. But I whereas suppose, yeah. the kid who sat all through the lesson beautifully and worked, they're not getting any. Yeah. But it's it's relative to That's their, a good one, actually. Their poten- yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's relative to their potential, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah. Um yeah, that is a good point. Um maybe I'll just stop doubling down on it now. I'll have that in the back of my mind. Yeah. Pure, no praise uh, for uh, anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you used to praise me, yeah, but then I spoke to Josh Pugh and I realised it's bollocks, right? So <laughs> Jessica, you can have ten dojos because you've sat there and been brilliant. I, um, I used to um they'd probably call it modelling. But I used to um when I had the kids team, I'd I'd openly have favourites. I'd openly have okay. favourites. So there's this lad called Callum. He was a really good player. Lovely lad. And the kid, other kids were like, Callum's your favourite, isn't he? I was like, yeah, 100%, Callum's my favourite. He listens to me. <laughs> He's doing everything I'm asking him to do. He's definitely, Callum is 100% my favourite. And they'd kind... And, and would that make him can compete? But they'd kind of try and do what he was, the things I liked about him, they would try and Model emulate, that, yeah. yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a way to go. Yeah, um, I like it, yeah. Uh, but they used to do it, um, Neil Warnock used to do it with uh, Phil Jagielka. You remember Phil Jagielka? Like a, yeah. a footballer. Yeah, I know, I know. When it was raining, he'd go and stand next to him with um, with an umbrella. So I don't want Phil to get, <laughs> I don't want Phil to get wet. Like he openly had a favourite. I think, I think there's something in it. I do think there's something in it. That's hilarious. Um... <laughs> uh, right, hang on, let me, there's, there's a bit more to this story. Right, so, um, yeah, where were we up to? Um yeah, shouting, encouraging things, right. The head of PE saw how malleable I was and eager to get something on my CPD record and one day asked me to lead a training session. Now, let me get this straight. My limit of footballing knowledge went as far as Andy Gray's commenting phrases on FIFA 2002, <laughs> such as, if you don't hit the target, you're never going to score. The head of PE also got me a Wenger-style black and red below-the-knee coat that he'd found in the PE changing rooms, so it stank of sweats and links. I wore it with pride anyway. 
For the first training session, I had the lads doing little passing thingies. Two rows of lads passing the ball horizontally and diagonally. I blurted out, that's it, lads. Good stuff. Pass and move is the fabric of the game. <laughs> One of the lads must have picked up the phrase and recognised it. Well, he instantly became my captain. I had to keep him on side, literally, as he was a forward. See, nice little yeah, pun in there. That's good stuff. Uh, so, uh, a training session became a game and I became a manager overnight. The games were pretty eventful. We went to one school and the teacher of the opposite team I heard was a lovely guy and worked as a spiritual support officer in a faith school, right? Whatever that is, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. Um, he was well-respected within the community too, yet on the football field, well, the worst all-weather pitch you could ever imagine, he was a monster and turned into the love child of Roy Keane and Duncan Ferguson. We were all skidding and sliding all over the place and he would be shouting at his team, proper angry, get into him. Come on, lads, exploit, skin him, which was my dad's personal favourite. Skin him, <laughs> let him know you're there. I'm no expert, but I'm pretty sure that wasn't one of Jesus's sayings. Um, <laughs> were there uh, any of the terms you used when you were coaching? I remember as a kid, you know, you're just getting phrases shouted at you. Yeah, yeah. And I was the other team had the ball, and one of the parents uh, shouted "jockey him," and one of the lads on our team <laughs> yeah, just started like, whip, whipping him like with his hand up, because obviously <laughs> that, that was that was in his mind what "jockey him" was was to like try and like ride him like some kind of. That's hilarious. It's just um, uh, well, <laughs> it's you, mate. You're getting booked for that. Well, I didn't touch him. <laughs> I was jockeying him. <laughs> but it's um, yeah, it's just jargon. And we used to do a thing as well as kids um, called foul, fouling football. Where you just be like right. ten minutes into play time, where you just were allowed to foul everyone. It was just, it's just <laughs> carnage. Like you wonder why we're yeah, not winning that. World Cups and developing players. It's because we're just kicking lumps out of each other by choice. Yeah, there, 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 there's no way you could do that in the place I'm working at. No way. Just, it would, uh, it would turn into a riot. Really? Yeah. Someone would punch you the ball with their teeth. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't even allowed yeah. a, a ball actually at school. I remember, I was playing with like, um, like a bottle top. At like junior school, really? Yeah, like, uh, what would you not let? You're occupying like twenty of the most boisterous individuals. Just give them, give them a football mm. and let them. It's it doesn't make sense to me, but yeah, yeah. Mind you, the only time I get to play football now is with Year Six. Yeah, and uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. Oh I'm, I'm yeah, the top goal scorer in key stage two, mate. Right, like yeah. I've not lost the header. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Just towering above them. I bet they love that you play, though, don't they? I bet the, the lads love it that you play. When, when they... Yeah, they, they enjoy it. They, they, they say to me, like, you know, you can't, you, like, you can't, you can't shoot or you can't whack it. And, like, obviously, I, I, I don't go ham, but um, yeah. there's, like, there's particular, there's a few particular students who think they're God's gift, right? Yeah. And have a bit of an attitude and a swagger, and they really go in hard on other people. Yeah. But because the other lads in their year group don't really have enough about them to say something to them. Yeah. Um, when they go in on me, I don't really pull out, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so they'll turn around and go, you can't do that. And I go, you do that to everyone else and no one bats an eyelid. Yeah. I said, so when it comes back at you, you know, you've got to be able to suck it up and take it there. Yeah. Um, and that's probably, you know, the voice of my dad in the back of my head going, you know, don't let someone push you about. But like them kids that are like that, they'll like, might say, let's give him a wedgie and I'll make a point of going, yeah, and then when we've done him, we'll do you. Yeah. And they just shut up immediately and it's like, yeah, because, you know, he doesn't want his pants up his ass, and neither do you. So <laughs> just take the penalty. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, right, back to it. It says, um, 
As the games came and went, it was apparent that the team was on its ass. So the school brought in a Spanish cover teacher who started making them watch Barcelona play and getting them to try and do tic-a-tac-a against teams who were lobbing the ball into the box. We'd become a laughing stock. The lads on our team couldn't string together a sentence, let alone a couple of passes. Um, which, what a way to try and solve the problem. You know, we'll, we'll get the Spanish teacher Oh, in. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he from Spain? No, he just went to Barcelona a few years ago. Uh, <laughs> perfect. Uh, <laughs> um, I remember at one training session, some lad turned up with a double-barreled name. You already ate him. I did anyway. A proper tit. I can't remember his name, so just think of a dickhead in your life. Anyway, this lad was never good enough to make the team, but all his mates were on it, and my approach to training was pretty no-nonsense. Yet he strides up, gets the bag of balls, kicks a few all over the place, and then smashes one into someone's head. See, I told you he was a dickhead. When, while I sent him back to the changing rooms and watched him walk away, I thought if anyone needs a ball lashing at their heads more, it was that numpty. Um, right, he... Yeah, he wasn't the only lad who tested my man management. One lad in my class who was awful at football, but just chatted shit and ran about a bit. He was mixed race and informed one day he cornered me. He said, sir, I know the reason why you don't pick me. It's because of the colour of my skin. I didn't have many hairdryer moments, but clearly this lad thought that because my frame resembled Ron Atkinson, that my views did also. I bollocked him outside, right? And a bollocking that rises up from your stomach high-fives your diaphragm on the way out and something unrecognisable emanates from your mouth. It was a bollocking on an epic scale. A few people poked their heads out of the classroom to see what the commotion was. You need to sit down after a bollocking like that. It can make or break you. Luckily, it had the desired effect. But what pissed me off most was that this lad's comments could not just get a man fired, but banned from teaching. As I, and I hated his selfish approach just because he wasn't regularly getting picked. No, thank you. You can fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, mate, not something you'd say on a parents' evening. Uh, <laughs> and is that the end of the story? No, no, no. I was going to say, I, I thought that. that was the end. Just him being accused of um, racism. Yeah, and that's, yeah. That's, uh, racism. But that's, mate, the, like, the amount of times I had a kid um, make a joke about me being a paedophile. Yeah. And, uh, and like, made it to me. You know what I mean? It wasn't like behind me. Back. Yeah, yeah. And I went, I know, I was like, I know you're joking. But I was like, but that is essentially that's something we can't joke about. And he was like, yeah, but I am only joking. I was like, yeah, I know that. But let's just, if, if you read that out in court dry, what you've just said. And that's what like, it is. Throw it, away the and, and that's what it is. It gets written. It gets written on an instant form. Yeah. Harry yeah. St <laughs> Mr. Stacchini. Do you mean it? Kieran right. says that Mr. Stacchini is a pedophile. Yeah, the words were, why does he follow you about all the time to the lad I work with? Yeah. And he looked at me and went, you're a paedophile. <laughs> and I was like, that's funny. That was a good joke. Yeah. I was like, but I said, I said, that, I said, see what you're doing there. I was like, wrong time, wrong place. I didn't lose my head. I was just like, you've got to realise how damaging and um, inflammatory them words can be yeah. considering where we are. It's like some kids have grabbed hold of another kid and gone, he's raping me. And I'm like, don't say that on a playground because, you know, if I did, I'd have to hand me lanyard in. So, you know, just um, just be wary of like time and a place and yeah, you know, yeah. kind of context. It's, it's um, uh, Somebody said the word freight the other day. Remember people used to, like, yeah, yeah. like Facebook rape. It seems the, the word feels far too strong for just writing on someone else's wall. Yeah. Did you did you ever have a um a uh, a frape that people actually believed? I've never had one. No, it's always like no. I love black cock or something like that. And right, 
my sister wrote a really sincere one about me coming out as gay, right? Um, and my mum actually messaged me <laughs> <laughs> to say, if you want to talk about it, it's fine. Yeah. That's, <laughs> um, it's the sincere I, ones. That's a, that's a, that's a the believable. Yeah. I think it started with something that was like, uh, uh, I've been thinking about this for a while, but you know, like here it goes. Uh, and it was, I think there was even a few typos in it, which made it even more. Believable. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> I just remember mum being like, it's fine. I was like, what's fine? Like, oh, fucking hell, Jordan's had me off here. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, um, back to it. It said, it wasn't all bad, right? We did have a little ringer, a messy type, who played centre defensive midfield, centre mid and centre attacking mid. All over, really, and he was quick. He never stopped running, and he was being scouted by Manchester City and thought he had a career in football, so didn't try too hard in lessons. Sadly, it never worked out, and he works in next now, um, which happens for a lot of lads. Like, there was a kid in my school who got his first pro contract at 18 um, and was on like 1,200 quid a month playing football. Decent wage, very good football player, and uh, yeah, he works in Scania now. And it's like yeah. the the kind of that like conversion rate into pro is is so slim. Um, it's so, you're not going to tell like a 10-year-old, you're not going to be a football player. You you know, it's almost like just make sure you've got yeah, yeah. listening it, lessons, essentially. Yeah, you kind of want to... Um, it's really hard, you know, What it? do I know? It's, it's really hard, isn't it? Because you kind of... Realistically, to achieve at football, you do need to forego anything else. You've got to... Do you mean you've got to... When you should be revising, you actually probably should be training, or you should, but you can't say that. Do you know what I mean? You kind of, it's a balance that you want them to kind of get. Yeah. Um, and I think as well, the ones that, like, okay, for instance, you think of Ravel Morrison, who was at United. Yeah. Like the amount of pros that have said about him being one of the best players they've seen, yeah. best young players they've ever seen, that never really, yeah. kind of like, you know, it never really happened for him mm. um, in his professional career. As, you think of the amount of kids that haven't even made it pro where that's, that's been the case because like his attitude, it seemed anyway, was pretty shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've worked with kids that have been very good ability-wise football, but their attitude hasn't been there. No, that's like, that's part of being good enough is having a good attitude. It, right, yeah, you're not yeah. good. You're not, if your attitude's wrong, you're not good, you're not good enough. You're not yeah. talented. Part of being talented is being a good listener and a good learner and a good teammate. That is part of oh, mate. being talented. Yeah, I... I gave a right dressing down to uh, one of the lads I work with um, over the fact that he's a very good football player, right? Um, and he's in a few academy setups, like people sniffing around mm. him. And they were doing PE and they picked a team um, and he saw his team and immediately went, uh, he went, oh, my team's shit, right? And that he should, one who shouldn't be saying that, yeah. regardless, you know. Um, I, just, I went, take your bib off and sit down. And he, he was like, oh, I don't want to play anywhere, they're rubbish. And I went... I said, you got to realise that all the kids that you were, he was like with five kids, right? Yeah. You weren't the best ability wise. I said, but they might have turned around and gone, oh my God, like we're with so-and-so. Mm. This is going to be great because they're really athletic. I said, but you've automatically looked at them and written them off. And um, he was like, oh, I just don't care. And I said, so, well, you can just don't care sitting down there and watching the rest of PE because like you're not, you're not doing it. Yeah. Um, and I made him apologise to his team members afterwards. Um, and they were almost a bit like dumbfounded going like, why is he, why is he saying sorry? Um, and I re repeated exactly what they, what he said yeah. to them um, or about them. And uh, they were still a bit like, why has he said that? And it was almost like, because I think embarrassment's a really uh, powerful emotion. You know what I mean? You yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You can learn a lot from it. And I was like really trying to show him up to go, 
think about what you've just done there. You've written off all these people. And fair enough, you might play within teams that have uh, kids that are very gifted at sport. But, you know, what gives you the right to go, oh, they're shit? It's like your attitude shit. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, so if that was Callum, yeah. if that was my lad, if that was my favourite kid as a, when I was coaching, he would have thrived in that situation. He would have, right. he would have got everyone playing well, loving it. Yeah. And played well himself. That's the, that's the difference in it. And that's why the Callums of the world yeah. are, are the favourites. And I always think that when, when like a manager keeps picking a player and the fans are like, well, they're picking him, it'll be something that we're not seeing. It'll be something how he is with people. It'll be something he's doing yeah. in training. It'll be something you can't measure on stats. I, I, I remember when we went on football tour, it, it must have been about 16, went to Holland. Um, yeah. And I was told secondhand that the assistant manager had made a comment about me being a good um, member within the group, right? Yeah. And albeit I wasn't like the best player, yeah. Um, they just made a point like, I, I take the piss out of it now going, I'm here for morale, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I would always have a laugh and a joke and stuff like that. And it was, um, yeah, like I, I remember once, right? This was under 18s we won the league on the 17s right and then we went into under 18s on a thursday night and the, the standard just swallowed us like it yeah. was it was so good um for instance like i played against one lad a black guy with dreadlocks one weekend uh, one thursday night couldn't get near him and i said to my manager at half time i was like you're gonna have to take me off like i can't i can't even foul him like, he's just too <laughs> yeah. good. um and then when we did the second leg he wasn't there because this white kid was like playing uh, right wing. And I was like, where's the kid with the dreadlocks? He was like, oh, he's playing for England tonight. And I was like, all oh, right, okay. Yeah, that makes, yeah, like, yeah. Loads of sense. Um, but when we, just going back to this thing about like morale and kind of, you know, um, a bit of a, I'd like I enjoyed football, but I had a laugh with it as well. Yeah. Took it seriously, but you know, um, yeah. Uh, I imagine, I, I wouldn't say like the, the Gaza of the group, but you know what I mean? It yeah, was no, uh, it's, um, jovial. Um, so you get like... A um, kid called me. Go on, mate, sorry. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say the uh, a, a kid, a, a, a lad had the ball. I took it off him. He went through me. The referee blew up for a free kick, and uh, the kid gets up and he goes, "I didn't even fucking touch him." And I went, "Well, you did." I said, "I took the ball around you. You went through me, just like that yeah. to him." Um, and he went, "Oh, you're a cocky cunt, you aren't you?" Um, and we're about sixteen, and I said, "I wouldn't say I'm cocky. I say I'm confident." And I'm definitely not a cunt. I said, ask any one of my teammates. I'm a really nice guy. <laughs> and, and, and like a few of my mates around, like, he is. He's yeah, he's sound. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but it's like, um, but, but, I mean, like a second choice goalkeeper is a real skill. Because you, you're not you're not playing. You're there to mainly, in case something goes wrong, you're there to actually support. the. So when I think at England, we've got two goalkeepers. Like we've got a definite number one who's... The goalkeepers can see, by the way, in our sport. Just right, okay. So that we've got a definite number one and then a number two. And when the number one makes a save, the number two is off the bench, copying, like, loving it. And I think that is yeah, yeah. that's what you want to that's see. Good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. But it's very hard, it's hard to be a number two goalkeeper. Yeah, I, I imagine because it's you know you, it's different different type of role, but you've still got to be part of that group, haven't you? Yeah. So um, that that's which is you talk about like a good member of the group. If you're a number two, if you're decent in goal and you're great around the lads, you'll you'll keep getting contract, you'll keep getting signed. Yeah, yeah. Millions a year for just being a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I suppose that's the point about this lad who now works in Next, right? Um, 
because like, yeah, very good football player. Uh, mind you, it's not, it's not commented on his character. What he has said is uh, that this lad was a machine, right? And I was mesmerized. In form one day after we'd had a match, I got everyone calm and started praising this lad. Let's call him Joe. Now, what I was meant to say was, Joe, you never stop running, right? You put me to shame as I can't even run for the bus. What I actually said was, Joe, you were amazing last night. You make me hot just watching you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cue the silence. Um, which, from what they were meant to say and what they did say, that is so far apart. You know what I mean? It's not even like there's the odd word. That is a completely new <laughs> sentence. <laughs> um uh, and then they've just finished it with, uh, it wasn't long after that that I hung up the sweaty Lynx Wenger coat for no other reason for the fact that I couldn't be asked. And that's how they finished it, um, which I think is a nice way to round it off. But yeah, I'm not entirely way. sure. You, you know, they might have lost the dressing room on the, uh, you make me hot just watching you. And they've just gone, do you know what? We need to uh, we need to get him out. Yeah, um, I love let's the... Get, um, let's, let's get a new manager. I love the him. journey he's been on there. You know, he's yeah. kind of reluctantly got involved in the first place. Been accused of racism. <laughs> Been a bit weird with a kid in a form room, then just jacked it in because he can't be arsed anymore. I'm not quite sure what the message is. Lovely, great to listen yeah. to. <laughs> It's um uh, well I've been doing, I suppose, like a teacher or the student, right? And uh it's a bit one-sided this because it's 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 got uh, multiple events but all coming from the teacher. Yeah. Uh, I think the teacher seems dead sound, like, you know, um one, they're giving up the time to go and do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and de- dealing with someone that's accused you of being racist, like that's a slippery slope. And he's probably done it in a he's probably done it in a right way. Like he, he, you know, you might have said to him this there'll be a Unfortunately, there might be a time in your life where that is the case, but that this isn't one of those times you need to recognise, yeah. you know, it's, um, yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? It's a hard one. Did you, would you, would you, would you ever uh, go back into coaching? Um, no. I've actually done. Right, okay. I've, I've, uh, you know what, I, I would, I would, if, but not my own, I don't think I'd ever do my own kids team. You know, if, if I had right, a kid, okay. I'd just, It'd have to be the right situation because, unfortunately, but then at the same time, if my son or daughter was playing and the coach was a prick, I couldn't not. Because I was good at it, yeah, I was yeah. really good at it, and it'd be a, I couldn't watch somebody doing a bad job. If that makes sense, I'd have to just, oh, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's a good, that's a fair point. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, re- I really miss playing football, me, and it's one of them where. Eventually, if, if there comes a day when I am a father, um, I would 100% encourage my kids to get involved in a sport. It doesn't just have to be football, yeah. but like, I think sport is so good for teaching kids so many different games and lessons. Oh, and just, yeah, yeah. You know, like building a confidence in themselves. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah it's, one day down the line. It gives you loads, you know, like if you think you're, um, like you've mentioned your, you know, it's good to know what your super strength is. Like you mentioned your super strength yeah. was well, it's pretty hard work actually, your super strength, but you, you weren't bad at crossing it either. <laughs> so that's that's yeah. life, and you play play you've got your things you can absolutely bank on, which is your work ethic, and then you've got something else you're good at. So just do that and then be sound and you'll be all right in life or whatever team you're in. Yeah, yeah, it, so that's, that's, it, that's a fair. It's point. like anything, isn't it? So what what would you say? Uh, you're on the teacher's side then for this? For for that story, yeah, yeah. I think he seems a good guy. I think he seems I think he seems a, a sound guy. I think uh, it's hard, and it was school football was quite hard because 
I don't know. It's just because why? Why ain't the PE teacher doing it? I don't know. They've sacked it off, and all they've done is supply him with a coat. <laughs> yeah, um, which uh, <laughs> a sweaty links one, um, but still they've got some kit. I I played in a couple of school football matches, and um, I remember going to a school a school that was called um, St Paul's, and uh, my mate Brownie. There was a lad who was basically sat outside in the corridor. He'd obviously done something in the class, but we didn't know him. Um, and my mate Brownie was just goaded him. He was like, had his hands on the edge of the table. And there must have been about, you know, 15 lads for football and this one kid sent outside. So naturally, you're going to be a bit intimidated. Yeah. Um, and Brownie was the only one that had his hands on the table and was looking at him. He went, why have you been sent out of class? St. Paul's. What have you done? What have you said? Oh, my God. What have you, have you cost God? <laughs> and this kid was just looking at him, but Brownie just wouldn't stop going at him. And I was just like, fucking hell. And we ended up getting twatted as well. Yeah, that, well, actually, <laughs> the thing you kind of see... It's good to go and as a kid to go to other schools. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but like we'd play, like we're kind of out of the way here. We're probably about 20 minutes from Birmingham, 20 minutes from Cov, but we're in a town. Right. So like you've got like the hard kids at school think whatever. Then when you go to like an inner city school, you very quickly see mm. them shrinking themselves. And actually some of the quieter lads who aren't as brash, but they've actually got more confidence or they've seen more yeah. the world and might have cousins that have from their, those areas and you can kind of see they're actually surprisingly more comfortable in their environments I always think that like um, I always think I always I'd always be okay in prison I know it sounds ridiculous to say because my personality my, my personality isn't I'm really hard I'm the top dog because my personality is oh what take it as it comes I'd, yeah. I'd be better because I'm not I'm working with it I'm not working against it if that makes sense yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, um, but at the same time, you're not going to end up as a someone's bitch. You know what I mean? You know where the line is. You're like... Yeah. Well, I hope, I'd have to get... I, I think I'd just get the right people around me so that didn't happen. Yeah. I'd be the, if I was going to be someone's bitch, it'd be the right person. Do you know what I mean? Right. I, I'd wait, wait for the right one. Yeah, social climate. Yeah, like definitely. Uh, <laughs> um, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so I, I, I was going to ask you, right... What was your involvement with this um, this grassroots coaching book that you did? So I um, I basically in I think it was not last year the year before I just started a Twitter account for uh, basically a, a stepdad who got roped into running his uh, stepson's football team and very quickly started taking yeah. it way too seriously. Um, right, so okay. I started this a Twitter account, like a, a fictional character. It's a fictional character. Yeah, he's a he's a proud. Uh, stepdad coach and dad in that order and he um, yeah he just starts running his, his stepson's teams takes it way too seriously and then when the pandemic came so it was a Twitter account and when the pandemic came I, uh, I wrote his memoirs of how to take this first season in charge of the the team that's um, hilarious yeah and, and it's, is, this, is this you go on mate is it like a Frankenstein of different coaches he, yeah, it is really. It's kind of a coach I had when I was a kid, my mate's dad, and then some of the, the parents, but also just generally just the world of junior football. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so rich. There's like so much comedy in it. It's parents being thrown together who would never hang out with each other. It's kids being oblivious yeah, yeah. while they're all taking it way too seriously. It's, I think it's, and I'm trying to do like a, I've done a script and stuff, trying to do like a TV thing eventually with it but we're oh, just sweet mate yeah I think it's it's never been done it's never been done but football you, a lot of people try like these non-league spoof things 
Whereas this would be a script because it's the football's almost irrelevant. It could be scouts. Yeah, yeah. It's it could more be family life. Yeah, yeah, it's family life. That's it. It could be scouts. It could be bloody amateur dramatics. It could be dancing, but it just happens to be football that's brought these people together. So yeah, no, it's um, it's good fun, man, doing that. That's ace, mate. Because I've I've not uh, had a chance to read the book yet, but um, I just saw it. Um, it's linked on your Twitter, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah. Um, but so, how many years ago did you get it going? Like twenty eighteen? No, twenty nineteen. Um, Christ, mate, you've got like seven and a half thousand followers on that as well. I think we're on about eleven thousand now. It's um, the hell because it, it, it you get it's in the sweet spot of some people think it's real. Yeah, well, that's 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 the thing. I, yeah, I didn't know if it was like you and someone else. Um, I'd, I'd put it together, but... Um, yeah, no, yeah. it's... Um, yeah, it's in the sweet... I think all the best comedy characters, you kind of... You want to catch the people that take it seriously as well. That's what you want. And the fact... Yeah. I think if people are taking it seriously, that means you're getting close to what real life is. Do you know what I mean? So, like, oh, yeah, Ga- Gary, Gary Poundland used to get it. You know Gary Poundland? He's like a yeah, character. That's the guy with the glass. You just did a, a pulp with him, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like a character comedian in the Midlands, and you get people thinking, "Who's this thick idiot?" Whereas obviously it's a, it's a character. Same with yeah. like um, well, it's like pe- Partridge. People think Keith Lemon. Um, yeah, people think Keith Lemon's a real person. It's like no. Yeah. That's, no. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with his wrist? It's been in, it's been in cast for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should go booper. Get it. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh, have you ever done anything like character based? Have you ever tried like character stuff? Um, I've I've done bits and pieces within my stand up. Like I'm, you know, I was decent at drama at school. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm good at voices and things like that. Um, so when doing a piece of stand up that involves a character, I will fully lean into it. Oh, that's good. Uh, in terms of stuff that's like scripted, I did Howard a few years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember that um, actually. It was a Welsh um, guy, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 from a, a ton of pandy. Um, it was a, it was just a bit of a brain fart. Essentially, uh, I had this idea for a guy preparing for a job interview while he's having a shave in the mirror and him just talking to himself. Um, and then from there, it turned into what what it ended up, which was like five episodes. Um, and it was a bit mental because the first one went out, people liked it, and then I was like, oh shit, I've got to do another one. Um, so my mate would pick a date from the end of the month and I would start writing it from the start of the month and then we'd find the spot in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was all all done on favours and freebies and stuff like that. Um, and the first one was done with four guys in a bathroom and then the last one, episode five, we had a crew of about 30 people. Wow. Built a set from nothing. Yeah. Um, and it was great. Like I really, really enjoyed it. And I would, I'd be up for doing more stuff that is character-based. Um, I think... I would like to try and do something that was within my 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 normal voice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. me me now. Yeah, so yeah, speak. yeah. Um, and and uh, you can't ever force something. that. It, it it comes when it comes. It kind of is an amalgamation of lots of little things you've thought over the years and lots of little yeah. Carrot, and then eventually it just forms in and becomes this this thing. Yeah, because like the um, I've I've I constantly write ideas down and I, I write loads of little sketches and scripts and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I wrote a, a script over um, over lockdown, which was um, about a imagine a, a, tra- a National Geographic photographer, okay, who um, loses his eyesight um, and he essentially is forced to move back home. But the reasons why he left home uh, have been left unresolved, and the reason why he's come back, his family are in the dark about it because yeah. he's not told them he's going blind. Yeah, yeah. Um, so 
I started writing this um, this this character. It was called Miles, um, and I really enjoyed doing that. But that was way more like drama based yeah, yeah. comedy. The laughs were, were within family life, but it wasn't um, you know punchlines. It wasn't a like sitcom, yeah, yeah. Um, so I like, for instance, I look at the stuff you pump out on your Twitter, right, and they are so simple and like effective than them little videos, um, and you're catching there like them. Uh, nuances of everyday life, yeah. but within various different, and albeit, it's, you know, you don't change your voice. No, no, no. You know, you might be a little bit more exaggerated in terms of your animation and delivery yeah. uh, it's, of lines. It's weird, isn't it? Because you say, so it's, I don't change anything, but it's also not, people know it isn't me. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And that, yeah. that's the that's the bit that, um, it's, it's really good. And I, I've sat there for ages thinking, what is my version of that? Yeah. You know, um, because I do want to do more, um, stuff like that because i know i know i can but i i it's it, i say it's finding that sweet spot yeah. and you're really good at unpicking them like like the one that um really tickled me right um albeit it's never happened to me but i immediately watched the one you did about table table magicians right yeah um like being away with your wife and kids on holiday and just immediately thought what would my dad be like in that situation yeah right you know but, and but, it's it's so relatable but that probably comes from you know, you've ever emceeing or something, you get speaking to like a, a bloke and he's just needlessly defensive from the off because his ego is getting in the yeah. way of this fun interaction we might have. And that it probably comes from, yeah. you know, when I think, I always think that, like, where did that come from? Because you get the idea, but it, it comes from somewhere and that's probably where it, that one comes from, you know. Because, so when, when you're putting them together, do you have then like a list of like ideas you might put down or do you just go, all right, today... Uh, this is in my head and I'll film that. I'll have it, yeah, sometimes it's like that or sometimes I'll make a note. I've started more so making a note to my phone and then letting it kind of grow a bit. Kind of, yeah. Because I've, I've done it in the past, been guilty of this, like, well, that's a good idea, put it out. Whereas if I'd have waited a day, I would have had three more jokes in it or I would have... You know, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, you can't, you can overthink it and also I wouldn't put any pressure on yourself. If, if you have an idea, do it. But don't sit around feeling bad for not having ideas because that's completely stifling as well. Yeah, no, yeah, um, no. It's it's just more the um, like I would love to do a, a character that is, and I think Howard was kind of that where yeah. um, all people people knew it wasn't wasn't yeah. really me. It wasn't beyond reality. Like yeah. you know, him was it a massive? Was it wasn't a massive jump? Was it? It was somebody we know. Somebody um, we we know. Somebody we could imagine. Yeah, and there was people that got in touch with me saying um, <laughs> they were like, out of all the stuff you've done, like I, I really enjoyed that, and because it was such a brain fart at the time, I just didn't, uh, I didn't necessarily think too much of it. And even now, like a couple of weeks ago, someone mentioned it again to me, and I think is that staring me right in the face? Like, do I need to do more with yeah. with that? Um, but trying to figure out what the next step would be for that person within their world is, uh, is and sometimes the, things are just a little fun thing. You know, it, not everything's yeah, exactly. got. To, it doesn't have to. Not everything's got to inform a bigger idea or trying to get it onto this. Let's have meetings with these. Sometimes it's just, oh, that was funny. And so yeah. did it. Do you know what I mean? It's um, like if you yeah. if you didn't do stand up, you you do that, and like you just in a year's time you look back, oh, that was, remember that when I did that? That was funny. But because we're so in this striving career thing, you can kind of. That's it, probably. I've, I've I've. Yeah, I've never looked at it that way before. Um. 
you are you are as you say you just take it as it comes don't you josh yeah i try, I try to well I, I i do i do i do worry I, I i kind of um this is a point i've got to rather than my natural like some things i'll take as they come but other things i'm not gonna come with anything we do mate it's supposed to be especially doing comedy especially fun and a laugh you can very quickly yeah. end up taking it far too seriously can't you mm. i think everyone's guilty of that yeah 100 like um like for, for instance me starting this podcast um I someone gave me the idea back in September because I, I posted a video online of um uh I basically I was moaning about a kid I worked with and yeah. he he just had a really shit attitude and one day I called him out in the class and said the amount of amount of the amount of time you spend moaning right if we were all on a desert island I said I'd eat you first right because I couldn't stick <laughs> with all the shit that comes out your mouth right and I said I'd eat you slowly um and then afterwards <laughs> um uh <laughs> the yeah, uh, someone got in touch with me and said that was really funny. You should um, you should do a podcast about teachers sharing stories. So I thought, all right, okay. Um, and since I've been doing it, I've really really enjoyed it. But I made an announcement on the last episode, um, the fact that I'm going to serialize it. So yeah, turn yeah. it into terms. Yeah, you know? good idea. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so because I've 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 got uh, people keep coming back to listen to it. Listeners isn't a problem. It's yeah. the stories. Yeah. Um, and I've kind of like burnt through my piggy bank, so mm. I didn't want to dilute the show. No, you're right. And do it a disservice, and you know, overkill it. I'd rather have twenty episodes that were great. Yeah. And then come back in six months' time with another twenty than it be twenty great, twenty lukewarm. Uh, I don't know if you could do this, but you could always do like a, a revision episode. You know, kind of yeah, and the. Yeah, I was going to have yeah, like yeah. Um, an end of end of year awards. I just um, um I've got to go shortly, folks. I'm, I'm coming on my uh, lunch hour, but something just came to me, mate. Talk about your dad. I, I saw you yeah. in Edinburgh after you you just come out your show when your dad had been. Oh right. Think, and you, you told me your dad was really beaming afterwards. He was really proud of you. Oh said. mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's he's, he's like of all the people that. I thought would have an issue with me doing comedy yeah. is the one person that is like, this is what you're like meant to be doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Definitely stick at this. Um, and that does mean the absolute world to me because like as I say, my dad, I know he wouldn't lie to me. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, and you know, there's times when he goes, that didn't work or whatever, but it's not that I'm saying a punchline and, lo and looking at him, but when he came to Edinburgh, he was like, over the moon. I mean, dad has seen me eat shit on stage. Yeah. He's seen me do great. And then there's other times where, the best bit is when other people in the crowd have come up and said, really, really enjoyed that. Or like, yeah. you know, where can we see you again and stuff like that. And to see him be like, he, he's almost like, um, like reverts back to being a little boy. Like I took him in a green room once around a few famous people. And he was just like, you know, my dad's a very big character. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, to see him there, he was almost like, where do you want me to sit? I was like, whatever you want, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's so it's far fine. out of um, their world, isn't it? Do you mean, it's especially yeah. like, I think my dad's probably a bit similar to yours in terms of like, age and background and stuff it's so far out of there but they've also got a respect for it and they never he'd never give you advice on that because he'd give you advice on football because that's the thing he knows and but he just supports you in this do you mean it's just like i could never do yeah. that i can't yeah, yeah. I, I could never do it so fair play you know yeah you'll, you'll be uh, there if nice. your son does comedy better be better yeah. be funnier yeah, get, yeah. get to that punchline quicker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no. Um, thank you very much for coming on, mate. No, really, really it. It's been lovely chatting. Is there anything you'd like you 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 would uh, you would like to plug before you shoot? Uh, maybe, yeah. If you can get onto Grassroots Coach Twitter, which is Grassroots Coach, but the H is a five. 
Right, okay. I'll put all it in <laughs> yeah, the show yeah, notes yeah, as well, so. all, the, all the handles. Um, but I've definitely, I would recommend to anyone that is listening to go and check out your Twitter videos. They are uh, they are very, very good. Um, yeah, I know, And uh, yeah, they seem to get a lot of love. So um, yeah, it's I'd fun. love to have you on another episode in the future when, uh, when I've got some more stories lined up. Yeah, definitely, mate. My pleasure. Um, all right, well, look after yourself, mate, and um, I'll hopefully see you soon. Take it easy. So there you have it. That was me, Josh Pugh, and uh, you now know why uh, I look back at my dad as being a psycho. Um, very different man now. I mean, I still want to play five aside with him, um, but very, very different man now. <laughs> Thank you very much to the teacher that sent that story in because I really, really enjoyed that, and it would have been interesting to uh, to have known what would have happened if you'd stayed on in the job. I mean, the fact they gave you the Arsene Wenger coat you know, must must there must have been serious about you filling this void as the uh, as the manager, but um, yeah, thank you very much for sending it in and the cheek of that lad as well to say you didn't pick him because of the color of his skin. He's like, no, because you were shit, mate. Um, I really wish you said that to him because yeah, I don't know when kids uh, kids try and pigeonhole you for being a bastard. It's um, yeah, they've got to be told, and that's that's a pretty big no no what that kid did. But uh, yeah, you handled it like a pro, as I say. What was it? The high, the abolicking that high fives your diaphragm on the way out. <laughs> Made me laugh. Um, also took me back to my footballing days. <laughs> but yeah, thank you very much to everyone that's been listening. Um, if you've enjoyed the episode, please do share it around. Tell your mates. Um, the, the People keep coming back to it every week, and I, and I do sincerely appreciate that. I know I harp on about it every week, but it just means that you guys are enjoying it, and I'm enjoying making it, so we're all getting something from it. So thank you very much. Um, please do spread the word. As I say, I am on the hunt for teacher stories for season two or term two of the staff room. So if you know a teacher, um, send them the podcast, get them listening, and uh, get them to send them stories over to me because I'll be coming back uh, shortly. Um, not entirely sure when, but you know it'll be it'll be this year um, with yeah new guests, new stories, and new episodes. So yeah, uh, next week I've got Rich Wilson on the podcast, and uh, not decided yet which story I'm going to do. I'm tossing up between three of them. Right, they're all corkers, uh, but Rich Wilson is a dynamite comedian, uh, probably one of the best MCs in the country. Um, and fantastic comedian, so very excited to have him on. If you do want to get a feel for Rich beforehand, go and check out his podcast, uh, Insane in the Man Brain, which is uh, yeah, fantastic podcast. I've listened to some great episodes on it. The one that I would highly recommend is the one with Dane Baptiste uh, or Ishan Akbar. Both very good episodes, but yeah, they talk a lot about mental health and uh, but through the lens of a comedian. So entertaining listening but quite heartfelt but just good listening overall so if you're looking for a new podcast insane in the man brain but until then as ever look after yourselves and take it easy Staffering podcast is produced by me, Harry Stacchini, artwork by Poppy Spinks, and the soundtrack by James McGraw.